Hi, welcome to the Not Quite Compassion podcast. My name is Kyle Reynolds. This is episode uh, 25 um, with Anna Blankenship. And uh, in this episode, Anna and I had this um, just wonderful conversation um, where I get to hear her spiritual journey as uh, someone that uh, started off nominally, nominally Catholic, became like this uh, super hyper saved evangelical Christian, and then um, her transition into um, being a transgender, non-binary woman. Um, just amazing conversation about belonging, um, the tension of loving people where they are, while um, acknowledging that sometimes where they are is um, holding beliefs that are oppressing people. So kind of holding that tension of like, how do we have compassion for people while also advocating for others? Um, and I just thought her insights were just really profound. Uh, thanks so much for wat- listening and watching. <laughs> um, and I think you're really going to love this. I-, I learned so much from Anna and just found her to be uh, just wonderful. Thanks. But yeah, so I'm I'm Anna, and, and I'm a, a, I say I used to say I'm a queer identified trans woman, um, and I've been out like officially like flag plant the flag and the and the ground um, for about a little over four years. I, I came out publicly to the planet on Pride Day of, of 2017, uh, which I think was like June 25th. It's it may not be the exact date, but I, that's the day I. I, I wrote a little big Facebook post and Instagram saying, hey, everybody. Um, but, you know, a number of people knew it before that. And of course, it's a process before that of, of finding people you trust and talking to them and, and, and really trusting them that they're not going to react in a, in a way that would be damaging. And, and, I, and I had those people. I, well, I found those people. And, uh, and so that was really helpful. And so, yeah, I grew up, you know, I, I, I grew up in, in Pennsylvania and I, and I, and I, um, I didn't become um, a, a believer, a, a Christian um, until I was 17. Uh, I, I grew up in a, in a nominally, nominally Catholic home, meaning nominally meaning weddings, Christmas, Easter weddings, yeah. that's it, you know, and so it was what it was. And, 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 but through my process, you know, I, I, uh, I did what I would call the heteronormative thing, even though I had all these like things going on, like hmm, something's going on, but there's no internet. There's no, there's no encyclopedias that are going to like tell me what's going on. And so, you know, I, you know, met a, met a, had a girlfriend or two, married one of them, um, had children settled down, did the right, you know, the quote, right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was supposed to do, uh, and, and hoping those feelings would go away. Um, and I think feelings is kind of a cheap word here, but you know, I'm going to yeah. use it. Um, and, and so I lived for a number of years, uh, uh say assigned male at birth, uh, as, as a, you know, socialized as a, as a man, as a young man, as a, as a, a male, um, and, you know, eventually found the the way to where I could be uh, again a cliche my authentic self and mm. and who I was because it's not again not like you know that I I talk about that the day I plant a, a flag in the yeah. in the sand and you know this again is a process and so yeah. um yeah so I've been out for about four or five years now and you know it's been quite a journey and adventure and and a place like East Lake has been uh even though I, because of COVID really crushed it, uh, certain in a bad way, uh, Eastlake was definitely a, a huge, huge support for me. Yeah. What did you mean um, by feelings kind of being a cheap way of explaining it? Yeah. So feelings, it's like, oh, sometimes I, I think when, when I hear feelings, it's like, well, yeah, there's like fat and then there's feeling. And your feelings are like temporary and passing 
and changing, whereas you know facts are what they are, right? And so yeah. when I say feelings, you know, I don't want my audience to get the impression or people to get the impression that being trans or being fill in the blank is when I say feelings is something that's like, oh, it's you're not really, you're mm -hmm. not or enough or it's fake. You know, or something, you something really flippant, maybe or flippant. Yeah, exactly. Trivial. So okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's really good. Um what was that like in those 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 years where those those um where you started to allow people in trusted people what, what was that oh, experience yeah. like to to allow people into that and to to be your true self it, it was very freeing um you know i i, I think back uh, so my timeline is, as far as the transitions has been relatively short again it's only been four to five years um but you know in the beginning it was super intense and and free meaning you know just to just to utter to someone this is what's happening with me mm -hmm. and i don't know where to go with it you know what do you think and and for them to affirm it and 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 not laugh and, and all these other things it felt like i could finally release a deep dark secret that i remember telling myself over and over and over again i would never tell anyone like, even even the person i marry will never know hmm. about this because it's so shameful i thought and 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 so socially unacceptable because again at the time or the times because you know this is I don't know how many years ago, you know, this is, this is my teenage years and my young twenties and even thirties, um, where, um, it was just, just unimaginable to, to say anything because, um, of, of the consequences of, of saying, Hey, I, I've got this going on, or I like this, you know, that, and, and by the way, not, doing anything I can, anything I can do to, to give anyone the impression that I'm not quote manly. Um, mm. so mm. I did all those manly things, hated them, but I did them. Yeah. Um, and would shun anything that was quote feminine. Um, because oh, I didn't, because yeah, that just anything to keep that, that secret because I, I could even my life, my life partner, my wife, of, and we had divorced. Well, we had we had divorced, but it was we. I was married to her for twenty four years. Oh my god! So wow. there's some. Yeah, exactly right. I couldn't tell. Oh, there was no way I could tell her. I eventually did tell her, right? But she wasn't the first person I spoke to about this. I just, I just couldn't. So yeah. Did you, did you tell her, free. her after the divorce or before? Oh no, that no. This was this led up to it. Um, okay. I told her, you know, she was probably third person, which okay. is really. I know it's bad. You're like you're married. I just no. I get I, it. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, she was the third person. Wow. What? How did you mentioned you were raised kind of? Um, nominally Catholic, and then you, you, you had alluded to that you'd become a Christian or it had some kind of um, evolution of your spirituality. What was that like? And then how did that impact this whole transition for you? Sure. Well, yeah. So, you know, um, nominally Catholic meeting, you know, Hey mom, uh, how do we, identify? again, I'm going to use updated language. How do we identify where we at? Are we, yeah, we just are not. And and I just remember saying we are Roman Catholic. I'm like, that sounds fascinating. I like that. Um, but uh we never, yeah, never went to church or anything like that. It, but okay. I did the communion thing. I, I did, I would say we did the respectable things of the Christmas, the Easter, the weddings, and oh yeah, the ritual of first communion. Um, but I around 17, I um I attended a uh well, actually helped plan a, a youth retreat. And that felt really exciting because really for the first time in my, my life, I would say I had friends and because yeah, I wasn't yeah. a very social kid or was whatever, but I didn't have a lot of friends, but I did there. 
and you know I was saved you know put my you in the when the pastor's like anybody want to accept jesus you know and my hand goes yeah. up you know eyes closed hand up and so <laughs> you're bringing back memories i totally i, I totally know what you're talking about exactly this is the playbook this is the playbook but i'm like yeah heck yeah you no know shame. And, no shame but no also shame. everyone's eyes closed <laughs> right <laughs> um and so you know i was just like boom let's go and i was i was that obnoxious kid and this is junior year it's a junior senior year you know i'm like i'm gonna convert everybody um and and i'm all, i remember getting rid of all my secular music and i you know i had the columbia the you know the 10 cents for like two, yeah burn <laughs> i was listening to um i really like the smartless um podcast and they were like going off about the columbia <laughs> like they're bringing it back or no no i'm sorry no no i know I, I take that wrong i was no i got that confused i was doing a peloton and the, the guy cody was was like bringing it back he always i always listen to the 90s retro and i hadn't thought of that in years but i remember that whole like scam and you had like return them in a certain amount of time and oh yes oh. <laughs> um, yeah oh my gosh so yeah. you you got you burned the the secular music that the demon yeah. possessed music because of course right. we all know that the little demons they could sneak in to the cds and the tapes they, that's how they get that's how they get to you that's right they really they can I, yeah, get really small and <laughs> um, oh um, yes i Oh, I was I was that kid that that uh, I think there's a Christian rock and roll guy or whatever he is. Uh, Steve Taylor was his name. It's still he's so far alive. I don't know. So Steve Taylor and he wrote he used to write music that was theoretical, which I really dug quite a bit. And and he's like, we only get milk from a Christian cow. And I'm like, I'm that kid. I nothing. I'm surrounded by nothing but Christian things, and only have Christian friends, and only get christian media like yeah. for hbo but we but yeah i was that i was that kid yeah how much of that do you looking back do you think was um just a need to belong or how much would you equate to it being linked to a genuine spirituality i don't think well, it's entirely yeah. one or the other right but right no certainly certainly not but i yeah definitely you know, in, in the beginning, it, and, and, and not just like, it didn't go away, uh, but the need to belong, the, the, the need for community, even though if you would ask me at 17, 18, 19, do, do you need community? And I'm like, no, you know, I don't, I would have been like, no, because I got my stuff together. Um, but definitely I did. And so the community was important to me. And but I felt like, but you know, I think I, I felt really for the first time some sort of sense of purpose or spirituality because because growing up nominally Catholic, it was like we had we had nothing nothing religious. There was no you know we didn't pray. So when I'm doing all these things, I'm like I felt a little self importance, maybe yeah. a lot, but yeah. but I'm like oh, I'm spiritual. You know, I didn't call it spiritual. Um, yeah, but I'm you know it was like wow so this is what christianity is not and i remember saying like catholicism that's like that's paganism that seriously i mean this i was super like rigid and and uh myopic and uh probably a lot of other things that aren't aren't, aren't compliments but yeah i was very like like that very single focused and and then i think as i got older and so you know in my 20s you know marriage and and children and being in quote the church yeah. for years and years and wanting to perform and i will call that performance now i didn't it wouldn't probably occur to me then but wanting in wanting to be important i didn't want anything leadership because i'm like oh, no, I'm not, I'm, and i'm still not i'm like oh, i'm not really a leader even though i have a queer group in, in my union that i apparently founded I asked for it and they said, yes, and you're the leader now. I'm like, oh, it's not what I, and they're like, no, you're the leader because <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. So I, I shy away from that, but I wanted to have that belonging. So again, community and, and, and yeah. but I also felt that there was something authentic there. I, I mean, I, you know, everything in the, you know, the, the phrasing, you know, in the Lord or, 
what the Lord seep of, I, I had the whole lexicon, right? Because yeah. I would hear it all the time because again, I'm surrounded by it. Even in my twenties and thirties, I really surrounded myself with, with, with Christian friends and went to Christian things, yeah. music, culture, events, things like that. So I heard a lot of that. Um, and but it's it really eventually break down. It's extremely, um, soothing and comforting to be so, um, surrounded and, and, um, enveloped in that culture because you, it's very clear, like what's allowed and what's not allowed and who your friends are and, um, what's okay to believe, what's not okay to believe. But I think I, for me, at least my experience with it was as the questions and doubts started to surface a bit, um, and I couldn't, I couldn't, um, suppress them any longer of like, but what about this? Or what about, is there really a floating zoo or, and if what that's true, was that say about how I should, I should look at this old book, uh, or collection of books and, um, and what about other religions? And, um, because didn't, I don't think it's a novel idea that of life, death, burial, and resurrection. I see that echoed other religions. Anyway, I started like having these, um, thoughts come to mind and, I remember being extremely threatened internally by it because because um, I knew that would affect my sense of belonging. That like because my belonging was was um, determined by my belief. The the moment I, I I would change that belief, I would lose my belonging. And I and I wasn't able to articulate it that way at the time, but I think that's what terrified me was was watching and also watching that play out for others like how other people that i knew would change their beliefs and they would just be shunned i mean cancel culture up the ass like just just it's over right for them um goodbye rob bell you know or or whatever i mean whatever person you want to come up with and so i saw all these different examples of um of just them being cut off for good and forever and, and being scared to death that that would happen to me if I, um, if I opened up about actually what I thought about, um, about God and people. How much does that resonate for you? Oh, totally, totally. And, you know, I think I did a lot of mental gymnastics because sure, I mean, eventually I'm like, hmm, two plus two, five seeming, and I'm like, hmm. But let's, you know, but let's put that out of my mind because I, I don't even want to think about, you know, being canceled. Or canceled is like, we're not even there. Let's just not even go there. But let's just, let's just do some sort of mental gymnastics and say, well, that was then, this is now, or that was Old Testament, this is, this is new. And, and anything to, to keep that equilibrium yeah, yeah. Uh, and not and not really have questions initially because you know losing losing my faith was was just unimaginable um, mm. because a lot of things were tied to that. Yeah. So as you started to come out and share with people, and even eventually publicly, um, how did that impact? your spirituality? Yeah, I think by then, um, so by then it was my, my spirituality had, had, I would, and still changing now. It's not like yeah. when I say it had changed, it's not, it's not the same then as it was is now, but I would even say, I'm going to even back up a little further, um, to where I would sit in sermons, and I, I was like on a, on a, I was like audio visual. So I was invested in this church and I would sit back there and I would listen to this guy talk. And I'm like, and I remember I would research, you know, he would mention something. I'd pull it up on the interwebs and be like, uh, this, I'm not, I'm looking at health data, for example, and his, what he's saying isn't matching this. And I would do that over and over and over again. I'm like, I don't know what's this guy up and And it was very, um, nationalistic and mm. to where i'm like yeah i can't tell jesus from the flag from something else like and and you have to maybe uh, and i didn't really share this until because it just came up on my head but those formative christian years i you know i was high school for two years then i went off to 
to college and I went, I did go to a Christian school, but I went to a school called Calvin College, E. Calvin. Um, but Calvin is seen as like this, I'm gonna use a quote, den of liberals or den of liberalism. So I was like, heck yeah. I, Cause I was, yeah. And so I was really like, you know, and yeah, they teach you the theology and the this and the that, but it's very much into just really kind of very social justice-y oriented nothing okay. you know and, and so is it, is it funny what we what was it used to be labeled liberals just silly now yes. <laughs> like if oh, you think that's now liberal. they're conservative i know like now they're conservative but but it's also know. arbitrary you know it's just you know, know. it totally is well we, we had a sister school called dort for those of you who might be familiar with it dort was our sister it's the christian reform school all right so the christian reform church had two schools calvin and dort uh and calvin was the liberal uh big sister and Dort was the uber conservative and and little sister and they would throw rocks at each other mostly Dort throwing it at us because we were the evil liberals but so yeah uh yeah so I was like yeah this whole you know I just saw Jesus as not carrying a you know an, an AR wrapped in the flag and, yeah. and so I remember you know <laughs> quoting like pregnancy statistics and I'm like uh, yeah, no. And so, so my, my faith started getting chipped away really because it was this mm. strong, you know, nationalistic right-wing Republican, blah, 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 blah. Just as Jesus said, I didn't recognize and this mm. dude up there talking about stuff that I'm like, it doesn't bear out with, with, you know, hello. And so that started to unravel. Um, my, I have a child, well, he's an adult, um, who, who came out as trans, but yeah, so yes, I have a trans son. I'm the parent of a trans kid. I didn't know um, that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he came out first. And, and I was like, no, that's not why I decided to come out. But I mean, it definitely helped, but it's not like yeah. well, I better join this. Um, but I I thought that that he was 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 gay and and he is, but because again, gender, sexuality, two different things. But yeah. I'm a parent and I'm thinking, oh, kid is gay. And I'm like, well, how's that going to play out? Oh God, because Christian parents don't have gay children. That's just not, nope, mm -mm, right? Mm -hmm. um, because yeah. again, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, right? And yeah. so I had to work through that. And I, over a process of time, I came to the conclusion that, well, my, my son is, is going to win because he's my son. And that that mm -hmm. means the faith morphs or that I leave the church body or find a different set of believers so be it i'm fine that's he's my son and yeah. so that and then boom um so does your, does your wife at the time yeah. agree with that or yeah actually yeah it's interesting she did yep she was she was like more calm and chill about it than i was i was like what? oh wow and and yeah and then i was like you know what <laughs> My, my kids, he loves to bring this up. He's like, yeah, like the first thing out of your mouth is well, how much is this going to cost? And I'm like, yeah, okay. I, so I own that. And I'm like, cause I was like, because <laughs> I was like, oh, cause I'm like insurance cover because I'm just starting to assume, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I will yell at people for now, but I'm starting to assume like, oh, <laughs> so you're going to have some sort of surgery, right? Because that's, that's what trans people do. And again, no. No, trans people don't have to have surgery, but in my mind at the time, I'm like, uh, and I'm like, this yeah. is so radical to me, wow. even though later I would yeah. be, yeah. And, and and so, you know, as another misnomer is, you know, trans, trans people were always woke and knew everything. No, yeah. no, I'm not, again, not speaking for the community here, but no, I didn't. I learned a lot in a short amount of time um so but yeah she was totally she's totally like okay and i was too but i was like again i was like well, how much is it gonna cost because you know uh i'm like <laughs> limited you know money was a you know money was a thing still is but but yeah so um but yes i was like oh cool and then because i'm thinking later as it kind of settled i'm like oh well um i have some things going on too but i'm not gonna but that kind of helped with my perspective so yeah she was think, totally cool with that my experience with changing my mind about um the lgbtq plus community um was that for i mean it, it 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 took me far longer than it should have and um but 
I, I think at first it was, you know, obviously it was, it was threatening because I, I, I had seen what would happen to other evangelical pastors when they changed their mind. Actually, I saw what happened to Ryan Meeks and I was like, cause uh, yes. that I was, I was after him. And, um, and so I was like, oh gosh, I'm, this is a one-way trip, you know? Um, and I'm ashamed to admit it now, but um, one of the reasons why it, I think it took me longer is because I knew it was going to cost me financially, you know? But, um, and, and if I'm, if I'm really honest, I think it haunts me a little bit what I would have done if I was the only means of income for our family with my wife is, um, she, she's been historically the, the sugar mama of our, uh, of our family. And, and, and so that haunts me a little bit sometimes if I would still would have made the right choice or if I'd still be in my own closet, you know, um, mm-hmm. Of, of not being true to who I am and what I believe. But, um, but where I was going with this was that um, what I was surprised by was after I had made that change of mind, how, um, how much the world opened up to me because I was like, okay, if I was wrong about that, what else am I wrong about? And if that was a massive blind spot, like, holy shit, like what else am I missing here? Uh, and it became this like real, like not just eye opening, but like just um, intense, intensifying curiosity about the world around me. Cause I was like, cause, cause looking back, it's now it's like, well, oh, that was just so obvious. Like what, like, why wouldn't I be affirming of, of each and every individual on the planet and who they are and how God was, how God made them. And but so okay, if that's obvious to me now, like what else am I just missing, right? That's that would I would look back five years from now and look at this Kyle and be like, you're an idiot. You didn't get that, you know. But um, but uh, anyways, I wonder if if that because I I see how much change you have made, you know, like from uh, I mean that is just some significant inward change, right? Alone, I mean that's like profound. Um, if that if that's had a similar impact on you and how you even view the world around you now differently is there a heightened sense of curiosity is there a humility there that wasn't before what what's what's been kind of your posture um changed since because that's you've you've inwardly changed far more than i i have for sure and i'm just really impressed by it to be to be frank well thanks um yeah well hopefully you know humility is yeah i'd like to think you know, but I don't know. I don't, I, yeah. We reiterate ourselves too claim, right? too low. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah human, okay. Well, that's me. But, I'm super oh, humble. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh, I see the world. It's so, it's so different. And, and yeah, I mean, coming and, and, and coming out as trans when I was even, even before publicly that I had, I had basically left what I considered the church, you know, which would be, I would say main, basically mainstream evangelical Christianity. That, that is kind of was my box and had been my box for years. And I'm like, no. And then, and then ha- having, so having uh, queer, uh, the old nationalism stuff, uh, having a, a trans and, and, and gay son and then me myself having, uh, being trans and, and figuring out what my sexuality was because, you know, people would ask, well, so what's your sexuality now? Do you like, fill in the blank i'm like uh right now i'm I, i'm so focused on on gender and and what this means and i'm not interested in anything or anyone just i'm five and thanks um so all that you know and so i'm just like wow that not and being and, and being really free from i don't have guilt over not going to church on sunday anymore i don't have guilt over not tithing because these are things that was pounded in and yeah. you know, if you're not giving your 10% then you are just you're done I'm like well I ain't got 10% of gross income I'm sorry I just don't um and so you know I got to leave that behind and so that was eye-opening and refreshing and yeah just you know one thing I did notice that had my eyes open is is the misogyny that that I took part in mm. and that now I was seeing and having applied to me and and there's misogyny there, well there, there's we call it trans misogyny because you're like well, the whole well, trans misogyny and then and then and then um transphobia two different things but seeing what 
my female friends would talk about that I saw only in theory. Now, I, I was very, I consider myself very, uh, I, I think I used the word egalitarian in college where I'm like, yes, you know, women's rights. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, 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 by the way, I grew up a single parent home, I, my, my mom and my sister. So there was no, no male influence or anything around it. And no, that's not why I'm trans because people have said that to me. Um, it's not as it work that way, but yeah. I was very attuned. And, and, and again, having those feelings, like I think I should have been born a girl. Mm. Um, and, and so those are phrasings I would say, again, I would say sign male at birth. Um, it's not like one day I woke up and said, you know what, I'm a girl now, thanks. Um, but that's a different thing. But um, oh God, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, but Were just, you- oh, oh yeah, the misogyny. And yeah, yeah. Having yeah. seen and experiencing it as as a real experience, having it being done to me, um, having my boss treat me completely differently, and having women come around me and go, because I'd say things, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I should say this, but you know, he treats he he just there's a different thing going on. That's what he said to me, and these really? like four four and yeah four coworkers independent of one another said, yep. And they're like, congratulations, he sees you as a woman because this is how he, I'm wow. like, oh, yeah. So you kind of have, have been a beneficiary of misogyny and then, and then also um, oppressed by it too. That's Correct. fascinating. Yeah. yeah, so that was like, wow. And then, you know, looking wow. back, there, I have a lot of like guilt and stuff over that where I'm like, yeah, I was, I was applying that. I was, and I didn't even see it. Like I just watched this Woodstock 99, um, documentary and there's tons of misogyny in the music and these women are getting assaulted and i'm just looking around going well i was 30 so my you know I, that's not that far ago and yeah. i didn't see any of i saw none of that in the culture i was around none of it and my wife's like well because you were socialized not to and i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and you know as far as just having other just you know it really helped me understand, you know, oppression and, 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 and uh, of not just queer folk, you know, racially. And again, I'm white, so I don't experience what, what a person of color, especially a black person would experience. So I don't have that. Yeah. Uh, but having that experience with misogyny has taught me that, yeah, I can, I, there are theoretical things that I don't experience and that carry tons of privilege with. Um, but there, you know, oppression is oppression. There's different levels, you know, yeah. people of color experience oppression completely different than I do, and I'm not comparing the two at all, at all. But, um, but I think of my black trans sisters, right? I mean, they've mm-hmm. got multiple layers of oppression, but that has opened my eyes to those sorts of things. Um, wow. To where I'm like, wow. And just, and you know, just as an educator, yeah. as a teacher. Yeah, Decol- you know, learning what 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 does it mean to decolonize yeah. my classroom and and really kind of like because I, I would hear that I'm like what what does that even mean and yeah. and so really breaking down and deconstructing not only my like religious spiritual upbringing and, and existence but also just my my day to day classroom experience with mm-hmm. students and the curriculum and and all that so yeah it's been in these five short years, it's been, it's been like zero to a hundred. Wow. Um, but, I, but I'm glad I'm, I, I wouldn't trade it. Um, I feel, you know, I'm, I feel bad that I wasn't more aware, you know, years ago, but I always, yeah. and I do beat myself up for not coming out earlier or this or that. But again, I have to remember uh, that it was what it was and, mm-hmm. and you're not too old. You're never too old to, to have those. It doesn't have to be necessarily a radical change, like, Oh, you know, uh, transitioning, but I mean, just just having eyes open to to oppression and and um, inequality. You know, you're never too old to have that happen. Yeah, and I think that's that's got to be that empathy for ourselves and who we were. It's it's got to be like, I feel like I got to get so much better at that because I think it's got to impact my empathy for others who are not yet affirming or haven't changed their mind about Christian nationalism. Don't, don't even, not even aware that it's, it's occurring around them, you know, there, because I, um, yeah, I remember when I, I was fired from a, a Christian nonprofit for, for being openly affirming of the LGBTQ um, plus community that 
Um, and I remember that just succinctly, like knowing that like everything's going to change and I'm, I'm out once you, once you, once you put, you know, it's, it's over, but, and then anyways, long story long is the, the whole program ended up shutting down soon thereafter. And so a lot of my coworkers were laid off or, or quit and protest. And it was just this whole thing, but, and we've remained really good friends since, and uh, a lot of the coworkers and we've talked about it and it's been a few years and I, and I finally had to, and, and the ones I chat with, they're all women. Um, and I finally had to like, I had this breakthrough moment with them where we were texting back and forth. And I was like, why is it so much harder for me to get over this? Why am I still grieving? Why am I still pissed off? Like what? And it hit me. It's because I, because I benefited from it more than them, you know, like they have moved on to just prosper and in incredible careers and they're taken seriously in their workforce for, for, for change. And, um, where, where I was, this ego was padded for so many years as a well-articulate white man, right? Um, with, a, with a wife and two kids. I mean, I'm the poster child for what, and it's, you're just, you are just, your ego is pushed over and over again and, and padded in those, in those environmental or evangelical circles. And I didn't realize I was benefiting from that oppressive culture. And so no wonder it was, I was grieving the loss of it so much, you know? Um, but I, I'm trying to get better at being kind to that guy because, um, because I don't like how I'm not kind to others <laughs> that haven't changed their mind, uh, you know, cause I'm like, well, like you're really like, I just, I'm trying to get better at that. How do you, how has that been for you to, to build empathy for people who, um, who aren't where you, you like them to be? That's hard to be yeah. straight up honest, right? This is an honest podcast. That yeah. is hard. That is, that is, um, say work in progress. That kind of, again, I know like, oh, it seems like it's a scapegoat phrase, but that's hard because um, I have cut out, I've cut out people uh, in, in my life uh, who, or they have cut me out, but I've done my fair share of saying, nope, I can't. Um, and most of the time I, 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 I have no regrets that, right. I mean, and part of that is because I have, I, I feel like I have to protect myself and, and from what I'm going to say is toxicity. Yeah. And, um, but you know, to yeah, there's those, a sense of having boundaries out of respect for yourself and your own story. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Definitely. But you know, like on a global wide scale, um, it is, you know, especially after like, the information is there. It's there in so many places. And yet here you are, you, the, 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 the generic you, here you are um, still going on about, you know, the gays, the trans, the this, the that, you know. Um, and I'm like, you're ho hopeless. Like, you know, and, and, and it's so easy to be like, especially online. Oh my God. And yeah. Twitter, I don't even bother with Twitter because Twitter to me is like a, a trash fire and it's so, it's, but online, it's so easy to just yeah. say things, right? Like, you know, you're, you're a moron and it's the nice way of putting it. Yeah. Um, you know, even though I know I'll probably get pushed back or whatever, but it feels good. And like you're an idiot. Yeah. 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 And I don't, I don't do a lot of that, but I have. And, and so that compassion and that, that empathy Mm -hmm. for that change. And I just said a few minutes ago, you're never too old, right? And that, yeah. I feel like that might maybe he was contradict that, like, dude, you're done. You're yeah. done. Yeah, I yeah. can't, right? And, and, but, but, you know, people can and do change, um, you know, and at the same time, you know, I'll, 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 I'll listen. And I remember my, back to my son, when his grandparents rejected him. And by that time, well, no, we were still married, but I was like with them, I'm like, mm. I was, I was really kind of distant. I was really tight with them at one point, but then over time, I'm like, eh. so when I heard that they had, you know, said basically, well, we don't believe you're trans, blah, blah, because, you know, Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, mm, bye. Adam, <laughs> and my Adam wife, and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yeah, Steve. And my wife was like, oh, we're going to, I'm like, no, we're not. Cause I'm like, this is my son. You know, no, must have my son. Yeah, you know, right. and, and she would say, well, they're old and they have to learn. And I would say, well, there's, there's this, you know, age isn't the excuse because there's these older people and they're not, and they're not saying this 
stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and so, but yes and yes, but yeah, but it is, it is hard. It is super hard. Yeah, and that definitely is something I'm working on. And, and maybe it's supposed to be right. I, because I think you framed really well the, the tension between um, compassion for where people are and advocacy for those being affected by the people where they are, right? Because that's the real Absolutely. problem is, is where you are is hurting people. Um, and that right. needs to be acknowledged in the same way that we have compassion for, for where you are too. Like it's, it's, that would be a, it's not an easy balance. Because to ignore no. either would be a fault, right? To not have compassion mm -hmm. on where someone's at, but also to ignore the real um, consequences of your choices that are impacting and oppressing people uh, with your right. beliefs. And, and exactly. And I don't, I don't, I, I, I know people I'm not who are like, well, I'm, I'm friends with this person because I think I can change and influence them. And I'm like, well, good luck. I don't, I'm like, no, I, I can't, I can't do that. If they're routinely causing harm, mm. I'm, I'm no. And, and maybe that's not my role. Yeah. At least, at least for LGBTQ, right? Um, it's not because uh, I'm like no, but uh, You're right. that's the third um, leg of the stool too, right? This the uh, your own personal boundaries and 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 personhood uh, and, right. and, and exactly. dignity too. That's gosh, that's a lot to balance. Yeah, but you know, but I you know I do there have and I always say there I lost a lot of friends when I transitioned and I lost not only I lost a marriage. Um, uh, but I, I lost a lot of friends, even friends who were tight, who were once okay, and then started to be like, well, wait, this, you're serious about this? Oh, your, your hormones? Oh, mm, you know, but yeah. there have been people, and from the, you know, from the old days back, I used to go to this church uh, convention, Cascade, Cascade Church, um, uh, that are still friends with me, and we have conversations, and one of them is a nurse, and I remember her saying, I had a patient, this is years ago, I had a patient who's trans. And because of you, Anna, I didn't F up as, as much as, you know, and I'm like, oh, for wow. real? And I'm like, what? You know, don't, 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 you know, like me? me? Yeah. She's like, yeah, because you're the only trans person I know. And, and sometimes like, it's like, oh, I know a trans person. So therefore I'm not transphobic or <laughs> no, but just, just her saying, you know, I don't reject you. Basically, I read into that. I don't reject you. You know, I'm learning from you and I'm willing to learn. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, deal. And we're, and we were tight. We were really good friends. And that was an interesting thing. You know, uh, you know, a man, a man and a woman being really tight. And I, I, had, I had pretty much 98% female friends because the guy just couldn't, with, I just, I'm just I, uh, I don't fit in here. Not that I didn't like men, but I just didn't fit in. But with the women, I could just, I felt like eased and comfortable around. And, yeah. could, and so conversationally, like I can totally hang with y'all. Um, but, you know, what does that look like for a married man to hang out with women and be like really buddies with them? Um, so, you know, she did stick around and, and she's really cool and I love her to death. But, you know, she, she is, I think to this day, she'll tell you she's a believer. But to have someone who is, you know, because my view, to be straight up, you know, I think of the church culture I came out of is super toxic. You know, there she is, though, with some knowledge, and 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 so and and she can go and she can spread that knowledge. And because honestly, when it comes down to it, you know, whether you believe or don't believe, or who you believe in, you know, if it's, if it's all a, a universe, whatever, Jesus, and not to, I'm just I know I'm throwing them all in the thing. Yeah, but, that's fine. But it's not like, oh, you're a believer and oh, go away because I'm not. And, and I don't consider my, I consider myself like a humanist, secular humanist. I, and, and Eastlake really kind of helped me with through that. And yeah. I know Eastlake has a bunch of different belief systems going on and people in the congregation with wherever they're at. Um, Which is but, great. So yeah. it, it is, I loved it. But I'm not gonna be like, oh, you believe in so-and-so, uh, can't, yeah. can't. But how do you treat people? How, how are you, how are you, uh, uh, and it's beyond, you know, treating people, but, you know, how, how do you, are you compassionate towards, are you inclusive towards, right? And not, you know, or, or are you just still stuck in your like rigidity and, and, you know, and so, um, and, and so it's, it's good to see people in, in the church, 
at large or in the in, in their in their communities at large who have belief systems that are different than mine uh, practice compassion and, and understanding and inclusivity and that's that's I love that yeah how you mentioned earlier it st stuck out to me um, your, you know you gave that example of your your friend that is like um, I did better Anna than because I you know because of my trans friend and you, you were quick to to you know like be like well that doesn't you know not make you homophobic or or transphobic um and and it 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 reminded me of course of 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 a similar mistake people oftentimes make of like you know well that's my black friend right well that doesn't yes. make you not racist you know and 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 certainly it doesn't impact in any way uh the idea of systemic racism and 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 similarly um transphobia doesn't you know having a, tr a trans friend doesn't impact <laughs> at, at all some of the systemic oppression that trans people face as well so, so it's there's there's some similarities obviously and there's some differences there too but i guess what i was i think where i um in in setting this up with you too what i i, I was so excited to meet with you but also at the same time i didn't want to unintentionally um tokenize you you know and make this like the trans episode or you know and i <laughs> right and i um so i just bring that up because one i don't have I just wanted to confess that to you, but also I wanted to hear your thoughts on and how you navigate if you if you when you feel if you ever feel tokenized, how do you navigate that? And then also, um, or maybe you've just elevated beyond it, and it's not. I don't know. I just I, I just wanted to confess that, and also just hear some of your insight on 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 all of that. Sure, and, and I appreciate that. Um... Yeah, I don't know if I've risen above it. I'll, well, of course, we'd like to think, but you know, uh, so 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 when I was invited to be here, um, the first thing I thought of wasn't, oh, it's because I'm trans. But you know, eventually, you know, I was like, well, is it? Well, you know, that might have something to do with it. But it, I, I, so I didn't feel I did not at all feel tokenized. Um, but there, that that exists, right? That I mean, that's a, it's like, well, it's there. It's possible, right? Yeah. And and um, so it's how do I part you know, of your story, but not the you know not the the story though, right? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and no, totally, totally. And and you know, I, I think of the the again. I feel like I learned everything from young people, and where they'll say, "Well, that's just such a big part of your personality." Well, well, perhaps because well, it's my gender, and 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 there's something kind of rather big that happened, but it's not everything. And so I will, I will proudly say, you know, I am trans and, and see in the community, there's, again, there's a lot, but you know, there are, I'm going to kind of break it into like a binary, which I don't like a binary, but I'm yeah, kind of break it into binary and say, there's like, there's people in the trans community that are like stealth and don't want you to ever know and, 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 and work their tails off to, to quote pass as a, a man or a woman. Uh, uh, and I'm talking about uh, trans, I'm not talking to non-binary folk, I'm talking about, uh, and, and you'll hear trans and non-binary interchanged, um, yeah. but I'm talking about like, uh, if you will, like, you know, male identified, female identified, not non-binary identified. So the men and the women who are like, I wanna go so under the radar that you don't even know. And so they'll do a lot of work and it's a big deal. And then there are basically other people who are like, eh, I'm trans, I don't, and I don't have to fit into a, a, a a box. I don't have my. I don't owe you. And I said this the other day on Facebook. I don't owe you my femininity. Um, I don't owe you a surgery. I don't owe you hormones. I don't owe you whatever. Um, uh, and so you know, I'm I'm of that camp where I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure people can figure out after if I don't even know if I don't open my mouth because my voice is just immediately is like, oh, wait a minute. But if I don't open my mouth, I probably have a few minutes with people before they figure it out. That's that. And that's what I play in my head. Now I could be wrong about that and everybody's different. And, but I, I give myself, you're gonna know I'm trans in two minutes before I open my mouth. As soon as I open my mouth, you're gonna be like something's okay. But, and that's okay. And you know what? I am proud of that and I am trans and I'll, I'll you know, we'll, we'll fight on that. Um, but um, so, but I don't, I don't try to make that like, I'm that trans friend or I'm that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, please come and tokenize me. But at the same time, I also want, I want people to feel comfortable with questions. Um, 
No, I'm not their primary. I always eventually I'll answer a couple of questions and say, here's some sites, here's some, here's some really cool websites that you can go to that will probably explain this better than I can. And and you're doing your own educating, right? I'm not here to primarily educate you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I will, but I but I will feel some questions that you're, you know, I, I totally don't have a problem with that, but I'll eventually be like, here's a whole bunch of resources, go off, have fun mm. and, and do your thing, right? Um, so, um, you know, I'm like, so that's, that's kind of how I navigate it. And, um, and, I, and I try to do that with advocacy with kids. Like, I, I, well, I, I basically gave it up, but I, I started the a, a QSA, a Queer Straight Alliance or a Gender Sexuality Alliance, however you want to, there's so many different ways to say it. Um, so I wanted to start that because we didn't have that. And I'm like, well, it might as well be queer led. Um, I have since handed that off to, to another staff member, um, which I kind of have mixed feelings about because I'm like, this is my baby. But oh, at yeah. the same time, yeah. I, and I want to advocate for kids. But at the same time, I was like, I just don't have this anymore in me. Hmm. So I, I want, plus I want a leadership, if that was like a leadership position, somebody else <laughs> go ahead and take that off. Uh, it's not all about me. Yeah. yeah. But that's so basically, I guess that's how I navigate that. I don't, so, but I don't feel often 99% of the time. I'm not, I don't feel tokenized, but I will say things like, Hey, you know, don't have that one trans friend. Don't, don't be like that. So I'll say things like that, yeah, but yeah. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily feel that people see me that way. But you know, like when, when someone says, Hey, I learned something uh, because I watched you or saw something you said, or, watch you know watch your life or whatever i it, that feels really honoring it feels kind of self-conscious like you know how messed up i am you know yeah. i'm, I'm yeah. not perfect right that whole like don't put me on a pedestal but i know you're not but we're friends i know you're not but again i again i think maybe that goes to the whole like i don't want to be a leader i just kind of want to go with the flow and someone mm -hmm. else can kind of call the shots on that a little bit um but, but I think, it feels it just feels good but i think that um what strikes me about you is you do really have a, a really, really clear understanding of who you are and then also who you're not. And you're secure in that of, of, um, of realizing you, you, you don't want to be a leader and that's completely okay. Or um, that you don't want to be someone's one trans friend or you, you know, or the difference between uh, racial issues and, and gender issues. And it just, I just, what strikes me, I think through this whole conversation is just how, um, just really self-aware and, um, and secure you are in, and who you are in this moment, knowing that also that you'll change over time to continue to, right. Cause it's just growth, the nature yes. of growth. I wonder, um, how much you would attribute that to when we, started talking you know just having that sense of belonging stripped away from you with the church that that perhaps made way for you to discover a deep a deeper sense of belonging that's beyond any certainly beyond evangelicalism but beyond religion in general and that's has that do would you connect the two or or, or what does belonging look like to you um today uh, belonging. Yeah. Well, I, I'll say this. So when I, when, when I, well, I say I ran away from the church more like said, eh, I'm going to walk away from it and just, just drift away. Hopefully no one will notice. Right. Um, that, and then, and then coming out as trans and, and then starting really starting the hormone process that really like freaks people out. I literally had, I exchanged friends for new friends um i i still wanted i needed that community i'll say this uh, the, the comp the self-confidence I, I agree with everything i mean i do i do feel like i know who i am and i, I you know who i'm not and this and that and definitely if, if a year from now two years from now i'm, I'm probably going to be a little different than i am now but maybe a lot different but um that sense of community though, that, that connection, I need that. And, mm. and that is, and I'll, I'll say this over and over again, I am partially who I am because of the people I have surrounded myself with who are affirming and wonderful and beautiful mm. people who just have supported me 
from day one. And a lot of these people I've known only a short time, like five years, right? Yeah. Because when I shifted, I, and the nice thing that I, about, you know, something like Facebook, Facebook more than Instagram, but face, cause Facebook's a little more interactive, um, is I can meet an online community of other trans and non-binary folks and then branch out uh, on Facebook and find people who are trans affirming and not just accepting, but affirming. Yeah, there is um, a difference, yeah. There's, you know, there definitely is. Um, but accepting is fine. I mean, you gotta start somewhere, but having people be affirming and be like, no, I'm not freaked out by that. No, and what can I do for you, Anna? And I'll, you know, I'll fight, I'll fight for you. You know, again, these are only people online. I'm like, well, yeah, okay. But you've, but it still was like, great. And so I definitely still, that community has changed, but it's still a sense of community. And, and I have to have community, not just online. And that's why, you know, Eastlake, um, I know we started with Eastlake a little bit and we're back to Eastlake, but when I, the cute little short story is when I confided in, and I don't remember his name, but one of the pastors, one of the, one of the leaders, um, I'm like, hey, I got to tell you. And I was totally, you know, male presenting. I'm like, I'm, I'm trans. And, and he's like, okay. I'm like, and I literally said, no, you didn't hear me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm trans. Because I'm like, that's not the reaction. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I know. I heard you. And we're down. Oh. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And I'm like, I want to, you know, I want to, I don't want to wear this. And he's like, if we yeah. have to like walk you in, we will. And and they presented me later on with the, the, the um, Heather and and some and and um, Ryan's wife's name is escaping me. It's so bad. Um, is, is that Ryan's wife's name? Oh, sorry, uh, Michelle. Michelle. Oh, yeah. sorry, Michelle. Oh my God, names and and, uh, and Jerry and some other uh, ladies presented me with like these two. There's two gift baskets with various uh, lotions and some, some gift cards. And oh, it was like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm home. And so that kind of community, hmm. that it was irreplaceable. So I felt like my community got not only, it was different, but it was like, we get you mm -hmm. and we're not. And it was such, so mind blowing. Cause, cause you know, I, I felt completely rejected and I, by, by the, prior church community they would they would just you know throw me in conversion therapy if, if i even came close to mentioning i was trans um <sighs> but so yeah it just the community is so That's important beautiful. to me and, and helps my helps my confidence yeah <laughs> yeah i it's, love these like it just yeah yeah well it's it's a good reminder to me too i think especially coming out of covid for us you know it's we've all been isolated for some time and it's it's a nice needed reminder for me that like I I we we do need other people and that's and that's okay you know we're not above it or beyond it or transcended it's like we need friendships and people who know us and see us for who we are um, and that's that's part of what belonging looks like so thanks I need I needed that reminder I think sometimes I I somehow think the role is you somehow it can be um self-sufficient or something and i think that's um well i think that's a lie so thanks definitely you're welcome yeah and um thanks a lot for our time together i just i feel like we could talk for another hour i just really um i just find your life and and your spirit to be so refreshing so thank you it means a lot that you take the time to do this well thank you for inviting me i appreciate it yeah all right till next time You're listening to the Not Quite Compassion podcast. It'd mean the world to me if you took the time to rate uh, and review, leave a little comment on iTunes or Spotify about the podcast. Tell us what you like about it. And it really helps with the ranking of it and for more people to be able to find it. Um, also, if you have any questions about the podcast or suggestion or something, um, go ahead and just email me. It's uh, Kyle Dean Reynolds at gmail.com. Simple as that. So K Y L E D E A N R E Y. N-O-L-D-S, Kyle Dean Reynolds at gmail.com. Uh, or you can always reach out to me on the socials uh, at, at Kyle Reynolds on Twitter. Thanks. Mm -hmm.